forever. Dog. Someone's crazy about Abby. Really crazy. This week on the podcast. Crazy for you by A. Bates. Hello, welcome to Teen Creeps, the podcast that discusses why Pulp Fiction. I'm one of your hosts, Lindsay Katai. I'm another one of your hosts, Kelly Nugent. And today we are talking about A. Bates's crazy for you. And I started uh, chuckling a little because I saw that you wrote down the tagline <laughs> in the message on our recording mm-hmm, mm-hmm. platform. So that you wouldn't forget it. And I thought that was funny. Because I, I thought mean, you were saying that you. to me. I was like, <laughs> I know. I'm the one who just told you the tagline. Oh, my God, Lindsay. <laughs> You're just like, I know. <laughs> Kelly. Kelly. I don't need this. Kelly. What do you think? I'm a fucking idiot, Kelly. End oh, my podcast. God. No, I just think you're capital K crazy. <laughs> I um, love, 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 love that that is how this is written. I mean, there is a commitment to how this individual writes. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, do I love this book? No. Mm, do I love no. the title? Yes. Mm-hmm. Love the title just because it's it's so crazy. It's so crazy. <laughs> And it is um, the me- style in which Abby is receiving threatening question mm-hmm. mark notes. I mean, they're not really, right? Because they're like, yeah. I I had to take pictures of them because they were um, very stupid. How? Yeah, they just seemed like really fucked up love letters. Okay, tell me this. And I'm just going to spoil the book. Or do you want to read the back of the book before we get to... Far down the rabbit hole. Oh, or I guess I can. Do you have what? Do 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 you want to? Hang on. Can you hear me? Did I mute myself? Okay. (laughs) Do you want me to read the back of the book since I still have it checked out? Read it up, girl. Cool. Un momento, por favor. (gasps) Someone loves Abby to death. Abby didn't Mm. think she had any enemies until it became clear that someone wanted her dead. First, someone tried to run her down with a truck. Next, she got phone calls and letters threatening her life. Then, she found a strange room full of life-size photos of herself. Someone is out to get Abby, and Abby is determined to find out who it is. But she can't trust anyone, not even her best friend. Who could hate her so much? All right, so... The answer is her stepbrother, Brett, who I absolutely wanted to be in love with her. I need to read you. And I'm furious that it's just that he wanted her dead. Because honestly, okay, I need, I was furious that he, did, that there was no sexual aspect to it. And I know no. we should never, ever be like rooting for a sexual crime to occur ever. But if you have, no, I didn't a want pa- a sexual crime. No, I just no, wanted no. sexual tension. I wanted sexual tension. I wanted sexual I wanted motivation, some sexiness. I wanted this mm-hmm. to be like a Cinemax book. And and do you know why we thought this? Because I took a picture of this. Mm-hmm. Okay, Ugh. you'd really so this entire page. I was like, is this a porn? You'd really think he was my big brother instead of a barely older stepbrother. There you go, complaining again. If I had a hunk like Brett in my house, you'd never hear me whine. Not ever. Abby shook her head and opened her French book. I suppose he is good looking, she thought. But he's been my brother for almost eight years. I can't look at him and see a hunk. I look at him and see the guy who taught me to swim and catch a baseball. I see the guy who treated me like one of the guys and not like a little princess. I see a brother. I um, wanted them to... It, it's not like... So I didn't want him... I wanted her to be into him too. Oh yeah, and that's I what I wanted. I be, wanted her to be I confused mean, about feelings for him. Look, we talk about incest on the podcast a lot. Thank you. This wouldn't to even VC be Andrews incest, but it it's a it's like non forbidden incest. I know it's right it's, there. It's what do you like, want? It's like not great. 
No. Look, it's not great because it's like step siblings, which is like not. I wanted it to be that they were newly step siblings. Yes. Yeah. I wanted it to be like maybe a year in. Mm -hmm. I wanted it to be like she's kind of into it too, but he's super into it. It truly, like, I, I exactly. And I also, because the way he was acting was, like, being very protective. I was just waiting for the moment when he was like, do you want to, like, uh, sleep in my room for Oh, protection? my gosh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I was just waiting for it. And it never Dude, happens. Instead, they sleep in separate bathrooms. I was, I wanted to throw that fucking book away. So when angry. When he's like, you shouldn't sleep in your room. And I was like, uh-oh, here we go. Everybody like, wants on. to know. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, Ew. she's like, you're right. We should sleep in separate bathrooms. I was like, what? Are you fucking How kidding me? fucking dare you? Like, <sighs> it's right there. It's Bates. right there. It's right there. I just, I don't even need anything to happen. I just no. needed that to be the deal. I because just needed if, them. If it's gonna be Brett, yeah. it better be because he's in love with her and not because he's like weirdly jealous for eight years of their life together. That it she turns out stole he's away just crazy. Mom? I want to be crazy for her. Crazy in love. Yeah. Because truly, like, okay, so what happens is that, like, someone fucks up her bedroom, or her, oh, her window breaks because someone, like, hits her window with a um ladder so they've been like looking inside and um so they board it up but she obviously does not feel safe sleeping in her room so she's like uh her stepbrother brett hunky brett mm -hmm. is like swimming brett swimming brett is like you shouldn't sleep in there alone and i was like uh oh uh oh okay Ooh. And then she's like, you're right. We sh And then she like mentions the bathroom or he mentions the bathroom or something. And so I was like, oh, are they both going to sleep in the bathroom? And she's like, great. You take that bathroom. I'll take this bathroom. And I was like, what? No. And then Stop. there were multiple times where she's like, I just don't want to be alone. And I was like, okay. And she's like, I'm going to go to my friend's house. And I was like, damn, what? <laughs> and then she doesn't even go there because she doesn't trust Taylor for some reason either. I was so I was very annoyed that this book for no reason starts off with Abby being like, I just I'm having these premonitions. Oh my god. That something bad is gonna happen to me. And I was like waiting for that to pay off in some meaningful way, but no. She just straight up was she just was like vaguely psychic. Also, I and don't then like I was that so annoyed. Yeah, you the reason ahead. why it was brought up. I was so annoyed with Taylor's reasoning yeah. for dismissing this. Because that also sounded fake. So I was like, maybe she is the killer. Yes. Because that sounds so like a fake-ass story. Because what? So it, all right. So she's like, best friend Taylor, I've been having these premonitions. Do you ever get such things? And Taylor's like, no, premonitions are for crazy people. I don't know what you're talking about. And I don't want you to talk about it. Yeah, like, I don't want to talk about it. Except except it's not even that. <laughs> if it were that, I would understand a little more. It's just like, no, I don't believe in premonitions. I, and, like, I'm going to pretend that you're not talking about them because, like, who yeah, cares? She just seems She's kind just, of, like, like, so blasé about it. Well, and it's so funny because then later they try to retcon it where she's like, yes. I'm sorry, I got really upset when you mentioned premonitions because I'm sorry, I got so I'm weird. psychic. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> You're just like fully psychic? And she's like, it's yes, like, it's true. I'm a psychic the end of being. The book. And she doesn't, the book, I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> Not until the end of the book does Taylor say, by the way, and it's sort of out of nowhere, by the way. I get, I used to get, she introduces it as though we haven't been talking about premonitions this whole time. Did it feel that way to you? Yeah. And the it, it felt very out of nowhere, but not out of nowhere. You know, like where they're just like, guess what? There are these things called premonitions. And I was like, what? We, we already talked about that. We've been talking about this. And then also it just, it, it, when when she described that story, I was like, wait, how long have they been friends? Because like, 
it's pretty yes it's pretty crazy for you that abby doesn't know that you have this whole other set of dead friends <laughs> like what I, okay so here is all right, 150. Okay, so I'll just introduce how the book begins. And it truly begins with her going, do you believe in such thing as premonitions? No, she she starts it with, <clears throat> do you ever get feelings? Do you have feelings? <laughs> do you ever have feelings? It's like such a and weird, like, like, what am I, numb? Of course I have feelings. She's like, I'm not a robot. Yeah, I have feelings. And she's like, no, I mean, like, do you ever premonish what's going to happen in the future? And Taylor's like, I don't believe in that. Don't talk to me about that. Well, but she... But that's the thing is she isn't even that. No, she's just like, no, I don't about it. And she says, I don't mean like that. Abby stared into her cup. I mean, feelings like something's going to happen. Like a premonition. Taylor shook back her shoulder length blonde hair. Nope, I don't believe in that kind of stuff. Abby, red haired and green eyed, gave her friend a long, thoughtful look. I didn't used to either, she admitted. Well, good. We agree on something. Taylor sat at the table holding the cookie jar. And so then she's like, it's fine. It's just nerves, blah, 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 changes the subject, but not in a weird way, in a way that seems normal. Because the subject seems to have changed, so it's mm -hmm. fine. And then all of a sudden, um, oh, yeah, Taylor's been seeing this guy. And every fucking time Taylor brings him up, his name is Ryan. Abby's like, who? Oh, right. Puppy boy. Oh, the puppy guy. Yeah. Yeah. She like cannot seem to keep her friend's life straight. Well, because she's a narcissist. Yes. This was the other thing where I felt like the main character was also a villain. Yes. She's because very annoying and self-involved. She's so self-involved. I forgave the food thing as soon as we got a reason, however. Yes. Once we got the reasoning, I was like, okay. I was like, oh, that's really good. Because yeah, I liked at the it beginning too. of the book, she is obsessive about what she eats. She's like, I only eat low-fat yogurt, fruit almonds blah blah uh, reduced blah. fat oh, cheddar yeah i loved that mo salads i love that moment where <laughs> so she's out with cliff the boy she has oh, a crush yeah. on from computer lab. he oh, right. stops That's at a maybe. gas station and he's gotten like chips and a candy bar and whatever and and then he finds out that she's like way into healthy eating mm -hmm. or as they were called in the 90s health foods mm-hmm mm-hmm mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, dang. And he's like, well, I got these as well. And she looks down. She's like, almonds? How did you know? I know. <laughs> <laughs> wow. How did you know I love almonds? Also, when she's like, like, were almonds like super weird in the 90s? Like no one was eating almonds? What's, maybe. What seems so normal to me. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. There's also like when she um, goes to the health food store and she's like, wow, I'm among my people. Yeah. The health food heads. And I was like, this is so funny. something like, else. I can really talk about vitamins and supplements oh, I know. with these people. You know, those They're vitamins uh, saved her fucking life. They did. And I knew something was going to happen with him because I was like, we're talking about this liquid vitamin yeah. supplement way too much. Um. But so I was getting so frustrated because I was like, this book is going to give girls a complex because mm -hmm. it just kept talking about everything she ate. It's like dry ass toast, decaf coffee, like just crazy yeah. things. She's eating nothing and it's all tasteless and weird. I'm going to tell her something too. She, this girl needs to drink more water. She's never drinking water. All yeah, she drinks she's, is tea. Tea, it's tea, not tea, tea. You got to drink water, girl. Hopefully we're just not talking about the water. <laughs> but and, she, and it's like, I eat or pop popcorn with no butter. Oh, yeah. She doesn't have any fats. It's a very like 90s idea of health food. She has no yes. fat. Um, she and probably she, would eat a bagel or something, you know. Like, yeah. And she's like, I only have tea. And Taylor's like, why tea? And she's like, because it might prevent cancer, blah, blah, blah. And that's our first indication that there's a deeper 
reason. And then she tells Cliff, it's like, well, my mom died of cancer when I was eight. And so ever since then, I've just been like fanatically researching different ways to prevent cancer and make sure you're not eating anything that could give you cancer. And I was like, I totally respect this now. Yeah. And um, she there's a point where she's like, she even has this explanation of, you know, you can prep all you can and I could eat all of this stuff and I still wouldn't be able to guarantee that I wouldn't get it. And that scares me. And I was like, oh, my God, dude, that's like that feels so adult, but also something that a kid would feel. Yes, of course. So I like you're looking for answers and like you're scared and all of a sudden cancer seems like it's just this like family curse that could Mm -hmm. get you at any moment and and. Like maybe she could have done something to help her mom if she had just been like researching this beforehand. And I thought that was sort of like beautiful that there was a psychological reason yeah, for her eating that way instead of just like, well, my friend's crazy because she eats candy bars whereas I'm sensible and I love granola. Yeah. And it wasn't just like a nothing like character trait that was yeah, like. Exactly. However, this book does have its downfalls. Mm. Um, and it does do some pretty, I want to say irresponsible things. Mm-hmm. Um, because girls, did you know mm-hmm. that if you have a guy, hold on. <laughs> okay. I seriously thought that Micah was like breaking down boxes in the hallway because it was so loud. And so I was like, <laughs> Micah. And he's like, what? And I was like, what are you doing? And he was like, it's Smokey. And I was like, what is Smokey doing? Smokey's trying to un he's trying to open a box by pulling the tape off of the box. <laughs> so he's like, I took it away from him. Now he's mm. just like lurking around being a little shithead. Oops. But I was like, it was so loud. I was like, what is happening? But it's just him being an asshole. Sorry about that. Um well, can't stop a cat. Can't stop it. Because guess what? He doesn't care. Cat's <laughs> he doesn't cat. care about anything. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yes. So damage. Oh, but oh so ladies. But just before we get into that part, because oh, sure. we had left off on Taylor and her premonitions. Oh, right, 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 right. So, oh, right, right, right. We need to say what her premonit, what yeah, they were. So she's like sort of normally like, I don't know. Sorry that you're getting these premonitions, but like they could be anything. It seems like you're just like very nervous. And then all of a sudden, page 152 out of 192, she's like, oh, I'm not going to I'm not going to see Ryan anymore. And then and she's like, oh, I'll get over him pretty fast. And then Abby says, well, I went out with Cliff, you know, from computer lab. And she's like, oh, he was like, you're maybe I want to date him. And then and she's like, yeah. And we had fun after the police left because like people keep breaking into her house. Taylor blinked, then gave Abby a long, silent stare. Do I want to know? I don't know. Do you? Taylor stood up, paced to the window, and stared out. When I was little, she said softly, I knew things sometimes. I'd get, not like a picture, but a feeling. Like a quiet little voice inside that said, don't go that way. Or something silly like that. It was no big deal. I mean... If I got the feeling I should turn left, I turned left. I never went the other way, so I never knew what would happen if I did. See? Abby nodded. I wouldn't mind having a little voice that guided me, especially right now. So I'd like to interrupt because there is much more. Mm. Why is it all of a sudden Taylor's like, I get these things called feelings when that's literally how the book started. And yeah. Abby's like, mm, I wish I got those. I was like, what? But you did. You but just said you did. This entire book for 152 pages with only 40 pages to go. Mm-hmm. Suddenly Taylor, and out of nowhere, like did any of that introduce Taylor suddenly going on this long monologue about her friendship history of being psychic? No. Mm-hmm. So I was like, what is happening? So... She says, I wish I had a little voice to guide me, especially right now. And I was like, I thought that you did. I thought everybody had one. Taylor turned away from the window, but she couldn't look at Abby. So dramatic. I didn't know my inner voice was different from anyone else's. Taylor picked up some popcorn and stared at it before putting it back in the bowl. Oh, my God. When I was 13, I had some friends. They were older and a little wild. So naturally, my parents hated them. And just as naturally, that made me want to be with them every second I could. 
Abby nodded. Perfectly reasonable for a 13-year-old. So when they invited me to a party, of course I had to go. Taylor pushed the popcorn bowl aside. The dramatics of this are She's so like, no. funny. She's like truly acting out this little play. I had to go, she repeated, even though my little voice said not to. Uh-oh, Abby said, and that was the first time you didn't listen? Taylor nodded. Every time I thought about the party, I got all excited. Going to a party with older kids, no parents to make us go home early. Boys. It sounded like more fun than anything I could imagine. And my stupid little voice was telling me to stay home. So when Friday night came, I told mom I was staying overnight at a friend's house, a friend she liked and approved of. And I walked a couple of blocks over to where my friends were going to pick me up. She paused again for a long time, wiping her hands over and over with her napkin. Nobody ever told me what happens when you don't listen to the voice, she said, twisting the napkin until it tore. There was a terrible car accident. I couldn't deal with it. Two of my friends died, Abby. I will never forget one single detail about that night. It was the most horrible night of my life. Taylor sank to the floor, scattering popcorn and napkins, weeping. My voice told me not to go. I knew I didn't want to know anymore. I blocked out the voice. And then she goes on and she's like, the whole issue is that she didn't listen to the voice. She ignored the premonition. She wishes she had said something. And I'm like, so then, why the fuck do you keep discounting Abby's feelings? I know. Where is this coming from? And I thought that they had been friends since junior high. That's why I was like, why are we learning about these dead friends just now? And, and then, then on top of it, like, when she's like, wherever you're going, don't go. And Abby's like, mm, I have to go. Also, why is this story not about the psychic character? I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. It reminds me of one of my friends was pitching his idea for a movie, which was a body swap movie. But, like, from the perspective of, like, the husband who is, like, not involved. <laughs> and I was like, this is terrible. This person is not even, like, <laughs> like, so their life is just normal and their, like, family's acting a little weird. And he's like, yeah, and then you find out in the third act that there's been a body swap. And I was like, what? The third act? <laughs> That's too late. So That's the whole time late. he's just, like, they're acting a little weird. It So... That's what it reminds me of, which I'm like, why are we following this story of this friend who's like, my friend is acting a little weird. Oh, it's because I'm finding out with 20 pages left that my best friend is a psychic and I'm still not going to heed her advice and she's mm -hmm. not really going to figure into the story. Even though I've been telling her the whole time that I've been having premonitions and getting very upset with her for yeah. not taking them seriously. None of it makes any sense. Taylor having this history means nothing to the story. Right. Absolutely nothing. nothing. It has changes. no effect no. on anything except that now Abby isn't mad at her about the premonitions because in a completely opposite way, she's like, now I understand. <laughs> I'm like, well, I understand less, Abby. So congrats. Yeah. But guys, don't worry. There's still this, this book is still... It has some valuable advice for teen girls. Mm -hmm. So like if there's a guy at your school mm -hmm. who like first he has a crush on you and you know about that for like a couple of years and then mm -hmm. like he starts staring at you like really intensely and possessively and then you like break into his locker and you just find that it's like all pictures of you mm -hmm. and then you go into his house and it's like his room is plastered with pictures of you. Mm -hmm. Along with items of your clothing that he has arranged above his bed on the ceiling as though you're in them so that he can look up at you when he sleeps. And like various items that he's pocketed from your pockets. Mm -hmm. And placed in his car, such as in the visor, in the glove mm -hmm. compartment. It, look, you should be flattered. Mm -hmm. and don't all you worry about it don't worry because actually if there's a killer like he'll try to save you mm -hmm. and he'll be a hero 
And you know what? You can just be like, I'm going to look at you as a brother and he'll be okay with that. Because mm-hmm. that's all he wants. things will be fine. It's because he just wants to protect you. Because now you have a bond. <laughs> I, what the fuck is the stalker's name? Like Joey. The whole, Joey. The whole, I almost said movie. The whole book, it does treat him like, whoa, this is bananas. Yes. And then at the end, it's like, but because of his obsession, he was able to protect her. And it's like, all is forgiven. Like Joey still needs to really work on his feelings. And it is best if you are not in his life yeah. while he works through them. It's great that you saved his life. It's great that he saved your life. Awesome. I'm glad that it worked out that he wasn't the one trying to kill you. However, this man is alarming. He's alarming. This is this is um, Kilgrave in Jessica Jones. Yeah. No, he is. Photos everywhere. Yes. Like seriously, all of his walls are lined with different pictures of her. And they're all uh, a lot of those pictures are are like spy. Yes. Spy pictures. That's exactly what I was about to say. Photos that were taken like when she didn't know she was being photographed. Mm-hmm. Oh, 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 and fanfic. Oh, that's right. He writes fanfic, like real person fic about him and her. Yes. It's tr- it's a real problem. It's really bad. And the fact that this book posits this is not a crush. that he is just harmless Cause like he's like no, I don't want to like, I don't want to hurt you. I'm trying to protect you, because he doesn't seem to not like that she's dating, uh, whatever the fuck the, the love interest Cliff. name Cliff. He Cliff doesn't seem to ca- one f. Yeah, <laughs> Cleef. <laughs> she's dating Cleef. Yeah, and yeah. The fact he's like she- accepting it. And that's so dangerous, right? To be like girls. Cause like I could see myself reading this at like age 11 or 12 mm-hmm. and being like, wow. So it's, you just get all the adoration of a stalker, but they don't want anything from you, which is so false. Yeah. It's just not they, the case. They absolutely want something from you. A, a stalker would not be okay with you dating somebody else. Mm-hmm. It's a problem. He needs yeah. to work on this. So yeah. like, <laughs> Is it maybe a little contradictory and weird that we're like, stay away from Joey. Meanwhile, Brett, why don't you want to have sex with your stepsister? Yes, yeah, it's confusing. Yeah. People are complicated, but that's what's going on. It's what's going on. But here's the thing. Also, we're not saying that Brett should have been lauded as a hero at the end. No, Brett. That's sh- the difference. We just want Brett to be abnormal in a different way. We're not yeah. saying Brett is a hero. We're not no. like, and then I want them to end up together it's yeah it's wrong mm-hmm. but i want it to be sexy wrong not kill not wrong. just boring wrong yeah i don't want it to be like jealous of her to do with the parents wrong the, like, and that i don't was want its own joey kind of to thing. be reformed as or, and not even not reformed in his attitude about her just reformed as a hero it's not right it's no. not right. I I was very angry at this book. Mm-hmm. Because we also after- get cliffhangers that turn out to be nothing. They turn out to be nothing. Not too many, but some, enough for me to be like, God damn it. Yeah. I just didn't like, like, like there there came a certain point where, where so much of Joey's behaviors, Joey the stalker's behavior, like, was revealed that I knew he couldn't be the killer because you're telling us who this stalker is right away. And it's too much. And it's too much. But I was so angry that he was not going to be a killer. I was like, if, and and I even had the thought, like, if the stalker fucking saves her from the actual killer, I'm going to be so mad. Mm -hmm. But I knew it was coming. Here we are. Yep. And here we are. (laughs) I guess she saves him. And then that, okay, the ending line. I I wanted to throw because I was reading it on my phone. I wanted to throw mm-hmm. my phone out the fucking window. It was so she's like thinking about Joey because Joey, she saved Joey. And they're like, you know, he's really grateful to you. And she's like, wow. Well, I feel some kind of connection to him. Not romantic, but 
I did have an opening for a brother and I was like, you cannot think of this man as your brother. <laughs> absolutely cannot think of this man as your brother. Yeah. It's, it's, um, so she's seeing, they both ended up in the hospital and she goes to see him. She also, realized weren't you concerned few- at, at mm-hmm. her recovery in the hospital? Cause she like, didn't know why she was there. I was like, Oh, I was very confused. I guess she passed out because she like hypothermia. Right. But I was like, did Brett injure you? And you forgot. Yeah. Anyway, Abby yawned. She realized quite a few things had changed. And one of them was how she felt about Joey. Somewhere in the darkness of the river, they'd forged a bond, and it had solidified during the rest of that nightmare night. I'll never love him like a boyfriend, she thought, but a brother? I'm missing one of those. See? Was I right or what? Joey asked. Abby, you are some kind of fabulous. You're sick, Abby muttered. (laughs) I'm not. M2. Abby felt her eyelids drifting shut and she let peace wash over her. And that's the end of the book. This is a horror story. Like this part is a horror story. She is now trapped. She's bonded. A potentially more dangerous relationship where she's like, I'll replace Brett with my stalker. You know, and what? he's like, I'm never going to stop loving you. And she's like, you're fucked up. Good night. Truly, like, can you imagine? Because here's the thing. She's like, I think of him as a brother. I'm like, but girl, if you found out your brother had shit, like, can you imagine going which is into what your we wanted room, to happen the whole which time? Which is what we wanted but, to happen. <laughs> but you're like out of the frying pan and into the fucking, like, obsessed constant masturbating writing fantasy yeah. where the two of you are in a relationship fire yep like a much worse fire a like truly yeah, frying the, pan into fire yeah in, in out of the frying pan into like the insatiable fires of lust mm-hmm. this one really does want like possession over you Absolutely. The other one just wanted you out of the picture, which is kind of minor and easier to fight. Like this one's going to be a problem for a long time. The title of the book comes from the way that Brett writes her threatening notes, but they're not even. That's the other thing. Why did he do that? Why did he just to scare her? Yeah. So she would do what? Go away? Well, I guess he just also wanted to torment her because he kept breaking into her room when he wasn't even there. I don't know what the... What's the end Maybe he was just trying to set it up like somebody was obsessed with her and that it would throw suspicion off of him. What was he going to do? Kill her? Brett? Yeah. Yeah. I guess, yeah. Because yeah, he, he tried was gonna to do kill it in the her. Past. Okay, so these are... Yeah, this he's like, been- she's like, he taught me to swim. And he's like, I literally threw you in the water hoping you would drown. Yeah. He's like, but you taught me how to hit a baseball. He's like, I was throwing that baseball at your head. He's not very good at killing then. He's very bad at killing. Also, he went like for a very long period without trying, I guess. Or there is just like story after story that is are exactly like that. <laughs> but then find another passion. Like you She's were like, trying but to do. You taught me how to file files. He's like, I was going to smash your hand in that file cabinet. <laughs> it's truly like. He had been trying consistently to murder her for eight years. Mm-hmm. If you are literally living in the same house as somebody, often alone with them because the parents, you know, they work, mm-hmm. and you cannot kill them for eight years, and you are trying, it's not like you're like, oh, I can't get the guts up. You have tried many mm-hmm. times, and you keep feeling like, find something else. You need to just wait to go to college and be away from them. Like, I don't know what to tell you, and but like- what you're doing is not working. At this age, you're still like, I want my mom to pay more attention to me. Yeah, okay, Norman Bates. Yeah. See, that part, I mean, too, the when he point, was- I guess, is that he, I mean, he's fucked up, so I guess he would have a fucked up point of view like that. It's I just guess. that I wasn't seeing that, and I wanted no. him to be in love with her. Uh, yeah, I wanted him to be in love with her. Um. So the letter that he writes is spelled B space M-O-R <laughs> space K-R-F-L space u space c space i am space and then crazy for you so be more careful you see i'm crazy for you and then just in case you don't understand it with how it's written 
Taylor reads the words aloud and she's like, be more careful. You see, I'm crazy for you. Oh, <laughs> I have a stalker. Wait, was. Or you have a stalker. Was Joey writing those notes to warn her? <laughs> Holy shit. I'm, so he was acting just. But this is the he's weird. Like, be careful. It's not over. I'm crazy for you. I can't remember. Was he writing If that? that's the case. Maybe. I'm looking. <clears throat> looking, looking. Mm-hmm. Okay, so she she goes to her shift at the health food store and she buys this large glass bottle of a vitamin supplement specifically for vegetarian for some reason. And then specifically for some reason, we're in on Abby's inner monologue where she's like, well, I'm not a vegetarian, but what the hey? And she puts it in her bag. And so I'm like, well, that's all right, Chekhov's vitamin supplement. <laughs> and, yes. And she, so then the car is coming at her again. She throws it at the windshield and the windshield explodes. The Which car I goes didn't know that out of control, nor did I. It, top, it flies sideways through the air, topples to the ground, lands driver's side first and skids along the pavement in a shower of sparks and noise, finally coming to rest on its side, mangled. She runs up to the car. Brett is in the driver's seat. Um, She's like, Brett, Brett, oh no. And he says, so now you know, his voice weak but clear. But why, Brett? Why, why, why? Abby asked. My dad walked out on me. Brett's voice was barely more than a whisper. Mom was all I had left. Everything was okay until I had to share her with you. I've wanted you out of my life since the day I met you. But you taught me to swim, blah, blah, blah. And he says the other stuff. Um, See, no, here's the thing. Step-sibling Abby- is okay. Mm-hmm. Mother-son, I'm like, get out, dog. Ew, that's gross. No, thank you. No, thanks. Um, No, but Abby felt the truth of his hatred. What did you do to the car? Water in the gas tank. Two cans of heat evaporates it out again. No one would have known. Why Joey? Someone had to be guilty. Joey set himself up for it being obsessed with you already. He coughed again, his eyes closing. It almost worked, said Brett. With you gone, I would have been okay. No, Abby said sadly. I don't think you'll ever be okay. So then all of a sudden she wakes up in the hospital and I was like, huh? These books do that a lot where they're kind of, you can tell the author's like, I don't want to figure out how they get out of this. So we're just going to skip. Mm-hmm. So the parents get back, found everything, called Taylor. She explained to them, please found you. He'll never bother you again. Oh, <laughs> the dad. When she's like, is Joey okay? Where's Joey? And he's like, he's singing your praises to everyone who comes near him. You saved his life several times over. I think you have a fan for life. And I'm like, yeah, she does. Um, It does not say anything about the notes. So I guess we're supposed to assume that Brett left them. Um, um, oh, wait, there's, there's a little more. Started following you. No, nothing about the notes. Yeah, I think, I, I guess, guess he Brent. did it. Yeah. Because I have a moment that I found that's like, was another moment where I was like, okay, <laughs> with Brett and Abby. Okay, so they're eating dinner. Mm-hmm. Taylor and I are going to a movie tonight. Are you interested? Brett looked thoughtfully at Abby, weighing the question. Nah, he said. Is he saying he doesn't want to spend time with me? Abby wondered. I didn't know. Or that he doesn't want to see a show or that he suspects Taylor's interested and doesn't want to encourage her. It's so hard to communicate with people sometimes. It feels funny without the parents, Brett said abruptly. There's no boss. The only rules we have are the ones the folks left. And it's really up to us to to whether we follow them or not. Who will know? And I was like, excuse me. Excuse me. Alert. Alert. (laughs) Alert. Stepbrother wants you. Stepbrother wants you. Stepbrother wants you. Turns out he's like the rule of like me not killing you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that rule. Uh, 
Yeah. Very disappointed. Oh, I do also like there was a moment where uh, what what is our main character's name? Abby. Uh-huh. Uh, where Abby um, is just like having a crisis of like self. And it's just very funny imagining her in the midst of this just like learning like about perception and like what makes self. She's like, <laughs> Brett thinks I'm a fanatic too, she thought. Not just Taylor. My own brother thinks I'm nuts. How can that be? How can I just go around living my life and thinking everything's normal and suddenly find out other people think I'm nuts? Does everyone have this picture inside of who they think they are? Are other people's pictures of themselves wrong too? Who decides what we are? <laughs> who defines us? I'm just picturing her staring into an open locker. <laughs> thinking that. I was like, well, you're, I don't know, you're growing, you're young, you're having these yeah. deeper thoughts, asking philosophical questions of yourself. Sure. I was just like, Good Abby is not doing well right now. Like she's <laughs> she like- is freaking out. <laughs> Like, I'm having these premonitions. Who am I? Am I just obsessed with health food? Am I crazy? How do I look to other people? Who are any of us to other people? Who are we to ourselves? (laughs) If the entire world closed its eyes, would it disappear? (laughs) (laughs) If a tree ate granola in a forest, would people think it was crazy? Oh, I have a... Speaking of granola... I have a screenshot of one of her meals, which made me laugh because it was very 90s. Mm-hmm. It is a salad. Um, <laughs> Abby made herself a salad for lunch, sprinkled with gourmet salad vinegar. She packed extra carrot sticks, <laughs> whole grain, no fat crackers, low fat cream cheese, and real unsweetened apple juice. First of all, mm-hmm. who is drinking sweetened apple juice? In what world? Well, apple juice is sweet isn't probably like apple juice that you buy at the store have even more sugar in it no it's 100 apple juice it's just that apple mm. juice is very sugary yeah unsweetened apple juice also salad vinegar like salad vinegar is very fucking funny like i, I know, also took isn't just vinegar shots of food <laughs> uh well this is just i found very funny because it's like this is after she's like almost been hit by a car and she like goes <laughs> to bed and the next morning she wakes up and she is just so touched because brett has taken oh. care of breakfast for her like can you believe he was so considerate as to go to all this trouble to make breakfast for her her breakfast being toast and orange <laughs> Wow, he really pulled out all the stops by <laughs> heating up that bread and pouring orange juice. Touched by the toast and orange juice he'd fixed for her. Also, was like, then fixed? He, yeah, then he's like, I didn't make you lunch because, like, I don't know what you like. And she's like, I understand, <laughs> but wow, above and beyond for this breakfast. Like, wow, lots of bro points. <laughs> um, here's another one. Why do you make a breakfast? Checked- I'm sorry. Well, like, because he's being so considerate because he tried to kill her. <laughs> so he's like, oh, sorry? No, he's like throwing her off the scent. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Um, so Abby gets home from school. She checks the answering machine for messages. Then made broiled skinless chicken, steamed vegetables, this and salad for dinner. Blah, blah, blah. He thanks her for cooking. Abby filled her plate with salad, vegetables, and a couple of chunks of chicken. She only had a couple. And then she says, we need a grain, she said, <laughs> still chewing. Brett hopped up and grabbed a loaf of whole grain bread. He handed it to Abby. What? No comment, she asked. My mouth's full, Brett pointed out. Good point. Otherwise, I'd have so- thought of some smart remark about vitamins and fiber. I mean, Abby does... I, I really like that she gave her a reason, but she r- truly has a problem. She does. Because she does. I'm not even sure she actually is getting enough nutrition. Like, sh- people need fat. She's going to need more than almonds. She specifically says she eats no other nuts because they have too much fat. I know. It's like, eat some fish, maybe. It just doesn't feel like it's enough. I'm worried. I'm worried. Yeah. No. And like the way her friend deals with it is like pretty antagonistic. It is. But why doesn't she tell Taylor? She tells Cliff. 
Yeah, just tell Taylor, mm-hmm. like, hey, the reason why I'm so annoying about this is this. Mm-hmm. But I mean, also the way that she is about it, too, is like a little bit annoying. Like, she's very. She's, uh, yeah, she's super judgmental of Taylor as well. Yeah, she's like, Taylor, you're eating straight up grease. Oh, and also the point, the time when she's like, I'm going to have apple juice. And Taylor was like, well, there's sugar and apple juice. And she's like, but it has vitamins. And I wanted to be like, girl, according to what we know now, it ain't worth it. So you're actually not eating something that's that like amazing. Like apple juice isn't like the health tonic of the gods. Like, well, it's an apple. And she's like, but they have oh, fiber. So like, it's true. I guess they do but, have fiber. So there is a point there, but it is still problematic. It is so worrying. I don't know about problematic, but it's very worrying. Well, the amount that she's hyper fixated on it is like, you know, an eating disorder. And that can Mm -hmm. be triggered not only by like fear of, uh, you know, gaining weight, but it can also be, you know, it's like other psychological issues that are occurring because of her mom's death. Yeah, exactly. Like we know um, this. The problem is that this is just treated like a fun, cute (laughs) thing well it's i don't know it i do that scene with her and cliff is when it's like i'm like oh this is good but it it was serious then but but she stays the same the whole book she never yeah she doesn't really examine that any further she definitely still thinks like but i'm right because like i expected the book to end with a very cheesy like her being like and i'm gonna have a slice of pizza or something like that yeah i thought it was gonna end with that but it didn't it didn't which i mean i'm glad i'm I'm glad it didn't want her to eat i don't want a character to eat badly but the constant descriptions of of food feels like you're going to give teenage girls a problem simply by reading this book well yeah because they want to emulate the character Mm -hmm. that they're reading about because I could see myself reading that and being like, oh, wow, I guess it all food causes cancer. Like, I shouldn't I shouldn't eat anything. She specifically you know? says she's not drinking water because black tea might help protect against lung cancer. But then it's she thinks caffeine's sad. bad, so she just has decaf mm-hmm. black tea, which I'm like, okay. It's, it's bad. It's a problem. Yeah. It's not great. Yep. It is worrying. Mm-hmm. Uh, this entire book is worrying and probably pretty dangerous. Um, <laughs> It's not good, and also the stepbrother didn't want to have sex with her, so. So it wasn't even worth it. Uh. Like, the danger wasn't even worth it. Because, like, right, like, a V.C. Andrews book is, I think that's the thing. This book normalized things too much, whereas, like, V.C. Andrews books are always, like, this is the most extra thing you will ever read. Yes, (laughs) this is bad. This is not good behavior. This is wrong, wrong, wrong. Don't do this. Yeah, like, see what men do to us. That's what V.C. Andrews books are. Mm -hmm. This book is, like, sometimes you just, you know, you manifest your grief in an interesting way. (laughs) And sometimes, sometimes, you know what? Don't look a gift stalker in the mouth. They could come in handy. Mm-hmm. And you might just, just wish you had one. And if you want to just put them on the shelf and be like, you're just my brother and that's all I'll think of you as, they will be fine. Yep. <laughs> It'll work out. Um, But yeah, I did. A- alarming. This book was yeah. very alarming. Um, So it like had its, definitely had its moments, but I was like, what is happening? Yeah. And we, we the best friend was also a, Taylor was a, was a red herring also. Yeah, a bit of a red herring. I think everybody was kind of. Because mm-hmm. they even tried to make Cliff seem a little weird. Cause, mm-hmm. But it like wasn't because he was very boring and nothing. Mm-hmm. So that's that. <laughs> that's the book. Yep. Um, Do you think people should read this book? Um, I say go for it if you're interested. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if you're of the age, you know what I mean? Like if you're not in a place where you're going to try and emulate what characters do in books, <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, read it. It, mm-hmm. it at least is like very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, can we – no, we cannot say what we're reading next, right? We can say. Okay. We are reading The Waitress by Sinclair Smith. Hooray. Hooray. Um. And thank you so much, everybody, for listening. We really, really appreciate you. If you want to help the podcast, you can follow us on social media at Teen Creeps Pod. 
You can rate and review us in iTunes. And you can uh, just tell people about the podcast. Mm -hmm. And if you would like to support us monetarily, you can become a patron on patreon.com slash teencreeps. We have extra content there for you uh, as an incentive. And a special thank you to our Patreon producers at the $15 tier. Thank you, Amanda Nangle. Ann Dwyer. Ashley Fritz. Claire Moore. Courtney McPhail. Danielle Lamana. Danny. Emily Pooley. Gabriela Santiago. Gianna Fernandez. Grace Armstrong. Jeremy Cronk. Jessica Smith-Harper. Jonathan Venable. Jordan Colwick. Karen Lewis. Kat Miller. Katie Lilly. Katie Olsner. Kelly Burns. Chris Darina. Landry Desmond. Laura Hooper. Lonnie Martin. Luke Bartek. Mandalay Wolschlager. Marco Pavlicic. Mariana Terzakis. Melody. Megan Lozier. Micah Eunice. Miguel Camacho. Miranda Hester. Molly Marks. Oscar Gallegos. Randy Klett. Rashad Black. Rogue Kalahua. Saoirse Descaro. Sarah. Sarah Jaggers. Sarah Nichelle. Sarah Wallen. Sasha Gibson. Shannon Pickens. Sydney Bollinger. Tristan Buckner. Victoria Beck. Victoria Valdez. And Wendy Bartos. Thank you so much. Thank you. We really appreciate your assistance with <laughs> making the podcast. That was a terrible song. Anyway. it was really nice. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for joining us this week. Wear a mask. Keep a social distance if you can afford it. Black Lives Matter. Trans Lives Matter. Vote for Joe Biden. Vote no on Prop 22 if you live in California. And keep it creepy. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Kelly Nugent, Lindsay Katai, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Forever Dog Team, and liking our page on Facebook.